This, this is the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Find us on air, online, on mobile, and on your smart speaker. Please subscribe at ourautoexpert.com. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Now, here's the host of Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Nick Miles. Boy, it has been a traveling week all over the United States to see new cars, trucks, and SUVs on the brink of the Los Angeles International Auto Show, the beginning of the auto show season. We've got much more of that to come. Headed uh, to see the new Nissan Titan that was revealed in Utah. Um, We also got a bunch of guests lined up for you this morning, which means that, or today, which means that this locally created, nationally celebrated show from the northwest to the southeast is America's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, of course, we'll feature it on air, online, on mobile, or on your smart speaker. This is our auto expert. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with Truck Girl Jen. Um, is your truck still running? Yes, both right. of them. Both of the trucks are still running. Yes. Uh, but your cigarette lighter doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> that's my old truck, yeah. Yes, it doesn't? No, it doesn't. So what do you do to light your cigarettes? I have a lighter. Okay. okay. <laughs> Just, you know. We're but not supposed to promote that anyways. No. It's a bad girl it's, habit. Yes, yeah. it's, well, you are a bad girl. Um, <laughs> the the birthday present I bought you is unable to be used in your truck. Correct. What I will I, get that fixed. What did I buy you? It's an amazing cup. An amazing cup? <laughs> I, I feel really cheap now. No. Like, like, no, it's a travel mug, and you can set the temperatures on it. But you have to plug it into your cigarette lighter in your car. Hence, it's Hence, now in the junk drawer. No, it's still in the box in the beautiful bag that it was given to me. In. Um, <laughs> I almost feel like I should get your cigarette lighter, uh, your 12-volt uh, uh, universal uh, power adapter in your truck fixed so you could actually have warm coffee on your way. That would be awesome. All right. Can you make Does, that happen? What ha- I mean, have you like put your tongue in there to see if there's still power? No. Well, it's a good way to find out. No, oh it's not. God. Don't do it. Please don't, don't do, do this, this at home. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you could just stick a voltmeter in there and see if there's power. Yeah. Yeah, it, the whole casing is gone, Nick, on the one. Oh, so there's a hole. Well, yeah. You actually have a cigarette lighter. You just have a hole in your truck. Yeah, with the wire, like, you know, still at the end. It's an old truck. All right. It's a 94. You don't have to make excuses for your truck not being roadworthy. It's um, a monster truck. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just... We don't work with excuses here. Mm. So this is what, uh, why don't we just go to a like uh, parts store and stick a new. I will. Ad- it's on the list of things to do. And what else is on that list? Uh, oil changes. Okay. That's this afternoon. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Um, you don't change your own oil? Sometimes. I somehow, I somehow feel like you would. I, it depends. It, it depends. It's a long story. First of all, it's really cold outside, so oh I kind of cheat. When it's too winter. cold for you to, to go yeah, outside. I don't want to lay on the ground and get oil in my hair. And I went to uh, Utah, which was horrendously cold. Yeah, I bet. This week, uh, it was like you know in the twenties in the morning before the sun rose. We stayed at this blue sky resort, and somehow I drew, drew the short straw at the resort and got the biggest suite they have in the resort. Oh, must be rough. So just let me tell you, before we test drove this truck, mm-hmm. I'm only there for one night. It was a fly-in, drive the truck, fly out. Right. My suite had a hallway, a full full 
full bathroom in the hallway, a dining room, a kitchen, a living room, a balcony, and a fireplace downstairs. Okay, so why didn't you smuggle and me in? Upstairs, <laughs> it had two other living rooms, two bedrooms, which each had their en suites, and it, it was, uh, they each had an office in them. I mean, it was, I, I walked in, I was like, she said, oh, someone else is staying in here with you. Of course, yeah, my luck. Yeah. I mean, each bedroom is separate and private and whatever. But no, I had it to myself. <laughs> it was pretty Lucky. Yeah, it was a pretty amazing experience. It was an amazing experience. That's cool. The truck was pretty good, too. I was going to say, <laughs> I like yeah. the Titan, so let's hear about it. So the new Titan uh, is a mid-cycle refresh, which means they've uh, updated the front and the rear bumper. They have also come out with a new Nissan badge, which for the first time has lava red. The Nissan is painted lava red inside. Ooh. So the design hasn't changed, but the lava red has changed. Uh, the new headlights will have 50% more light. They're LEDs front and back. They also have the LED tent daytime running light as an option and LED fog lights. So there's some mild changes to the exterior. But inside is where the biggest changes have mm-hmm. come. Now they have an 8 as a standard or a 9-inch touchscreen, which is much better. Still not quite the 12-inch touchscreen that they have in the RAM. Ram yeah. They also have uh, a, a completely redone interior with beautiful materials, very much like those high-end longhorn-type trucks that you see with all the brown leathers and the stitchings and that sort of thing. That oh, You know I'm such a big fan of that brown leather. You like cloth? No, black. Black leather? <laughs> yeah. Whatever. <laughs> black leather. Brown leather um, so old to me it is i think it's like expensive dallas ranch type style thing anyway Mm. let's not get into that right now okay but they also have some cool stuff they put a panoramic sunroof in which which other people have right Mm -hmm. it's not exclusive to them i think that it comes in the ram it also comes in one other i can't can you open it is it the actual sunroof yes this one the front one is a sunroof but get this Still with that panoramic sunroof, they have two things on the car that other people don't, which are exclusive to them. They didn't get rid of the grab handles. They call them stabilizing handles to get in and out of the vehicle. Mm -hmm. They're still there. And a lot of times when you put a panoramic sunroof in, you can't put those handles in because there's nowhere to anchor them. They also have the roof rack, which means other places when you put a panoramic sunroof on, you can't put the roof rack on. They still have the roof rack. Nice. Best in class, plus a new transmission, a nine-speed. The cool thing about the transmission is it makes the ride so much quieter. So the vehicle is so much quieter to drive um, on the highway. You, it was really, really noticeably quieter. Did it have the V6? Uh, only eight. comes in the 8 now. Nice. They got rid of the 6 and the diesel. No 6, no diesel. Good. I have a feeling they'll introduce the diesel again. But I asked why they didn't have a diesel. Of course, the standard ask, answer to most of the questions I ask, because I'm a bit of a brat, is um, we can't talk about future product or uh, that's something we'll talk about at a later date right. or, you know, those type of things. Forbidden. Yes, you are forbidden. <laughs> forbidden. This is not to be asked of us. That would be at the Germans. Probably. Right. Um, so, you know, they, they tell me off and tell me I can't ask such difficult questions. However... Um, they did sort of hint that the diesel went away because it did, it wasn't emission compliant. Didn't actually tell me that, but they said it might have had something to do with emissions. 
So, uh, you know, there you go. That's what that is. Well, it's been such an issue for so long with so many manufacturers. Let's not even go there. Uh, What's coming up on today's (laughs) show? Kyle Baysmore going to join us to talk about 30 years of infinity. So happy that there is a car company older than me. Uh, Mike Cordell is going to be on the phone, the other half of our auto expert. He's going to talk to us about what's coming up at the LA Auto Show. We're going to talk about the Toyota's uh, brand new Lexus GX, which I'm a big fan of. Plus, we have Rolls-Royce and Anton Woolman. That's all come up in today's show. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Catch up with previous episodes of the show on our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all of our shows, see our automotive videos, and read insider car stories. You'll find it at all at ourautoexpert.com. Now, I got to uh, go to a spaceport recently. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where real rockets take off for the real space, not just like some Disney thing. It's a NASA. Yeah, no, it wasn't NASA. Oh. Um, but we're, we're going to talk more about that. Kyle Bazemore joining us on the phone from Infinity Communications because Infinity are celebrating 30 years. Uh, Kyle, have you been there for all 30 years? I'm not that old, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, yes, I should have known that, Kyle. <laughs> I would say I've been, I've been with the brand uh, about half of that time. So okay. It, it's, been a, it's been a great time, and uh, as you notice, we had a, a really good time, so anniversary. You, know, you took us all to uh, New Mexico. In fact, you took us all on a private plane uh, to New Mexico. To uh, well, Tell us about the facility, first of all, and why you chose it to show off your past, present, and future. Uh, sure. It was. We really wanted something very special for our our 30th anniversary or birthday, whatever you'd like to call it. But we wanted to uh, find something that also that we could do uh, as a first. And Infinity brought a lot of world's first technologies to market, and we were fortunate enough to be the first uh, automotive brand to have a media event out there. And so that's one of the reasons we chose it. Uh, but it is uh, the world's first, as you noted, commercial uh, aerospace facility. And it was built in the mid 2000s. Uh, that is literally in the middle of the New Mexico desert. And I believe the nearest, next nearest town is about uh, 45 minutes away. Um, the first time we went out there to, to check the facility out, they literally had uh, written instructions to take a ride at the cows. And uh, it was um, it's literally literally in the middle of nowhere. And um, it was very challenging, I will say, to to pull it off. Uh, but we think it's very worth it because it really uh, really expressed how we feel. About and what we wanted to share with our that also attended, as well as you in the media. Um, the runway at uh, the spaceport is about, is it two miles long? Is that right? Did I get that right? It's uh, Yes, it's uh, 2.2 miles long. I don't remember it in meters, but uh, 2.2 miles long and 200 feet wide. Yeah, it's, so it was a perfect place to uh, put some cars on and have a lot of fun with them. And we did. We did do that. Uh, so you have, let's talk about history, because we have this great facility, but you really have an incredible history and some of the pieces that were put together when we started the evening off talking about infinity and the past you had the the all the rooms decorated in 80s stuff you had uh table decorations which were made out of cassettes uh, all the stuff it was it was quite cool. quite beautiful remembering because uh, i can only just remember the 80s but remembering the 80s uh, and all those things in there and infinity sort of born out of uh, actually a nissan car that which there was the prince and i've never seen the prince before and it's it's a beautiful piece of machinery 
Uh, I would say that the car that we had there was a 1962 Prince Skyline Sport. And it's one of my favorite cars. And, and as you noted, not a lot of people know about the Prince brand, and a lot of people don't certainly know about the uh, Skyline Sport. But Prince was arguably the first luxury automotive brand. Uh, it was actually established from an electric car company in Japan in the mid-'50s, and it built some of the uh, very famous cars uh, from Japan. Uh, they were the original Skyline. Uh, they also had a vehicle called the Gloria, and it was uh, the Gloria was a a luxury uh, sedan, and um, that company was acquired uh, by Nissan in the mid-'60s. And some of the uh, nameplates, such as uh, the Skyline, uh, went on to become quite famous Nissan vehicles. And if you follow the, the lineage of the, of the, uh, Prince and the, or the Prince Gloria and the Prince Skyline, uh, those are very much right into uh, the infinities that we have today, uh, the Q50, the Q60, the Q70. And the Skyline Sport that you mentioned was a very special car uh, built by Prince in 1962, and it was um, it was designed by a very famous Italian designer, built in his studio in Italy. And there were 62 of them, I believe, that were built. And if you really talk to our designers and the current design of our Infinity vehicles with a double arch grille and the crescent cut on the on the pillar, that's directly a descendant of that Prince Skyline Sport. And that's uh, so we're very proud of that car, and uh, we're very happy to, to show it. And I ne- never knew anything about the Prince uh, brand, and now I started to see them. I, I was fascinated. I was looking for them. I've been looking on, like, you know, Bring a Trailer and all these different sites to see, you know, how valuable they are. Uh, they are very beautiful cars. From those times and that inspiration back in the 60s, uh, you know, Infinity uh, birthed their lineup at the uh, end of the 80s. And to today, you have probably one of the coolest lineups there is, including new vehicles that are coming that you gave us a tease of there at the facility but you also gave us an opportunity to get down and dirty not with a big suv well we did do some off-roading in suv but you allowed us to put the the q60 on a sort of dirt uh, part of the runway and just skid around and have fun with its uh, all-wheel drive yeah it was it was a really uh, a special time and since we were able to use all 18,000 acres that Spaceport is on. We wanted you guys to have a little bit of fun, and we wanted to show off our cars in a little bit of a different way. And so for our Q50 sports sedan and the Q60 sports coupe, uh, those cars have uh, 400 horsepower. They're incredibly fast, but they are uniquely also available with all-wheel drive. So it's, uh, you get a rear-drive feeling uh, most of the time, but then when you need all-wheel drive, it, it does kick in. Or, and um, and so we, we had the opportunity to not only use the end of the runway to do a slalom and have some fun in the cars, but we also went off the end of the runway uh, into the dirt to really show the fun you can have with all-wheel drive, uh, the, the security that it gives you uh, when you need it. And it was just, uh, I have to admit, a hell of a lot of fun. And uh, I had a lot of fun myself. And um, and, and, and you did note that... Um, we, we did show some future product. It, it's rare for a manufacturer to actually show uh, what's coming uh, in the very future. Uh, we globally are going to have five new, all new cars in the next three years. Uh, the first will be something that's called the QX55. That is a sport utility coupe uh, that's becoming very popular right now. That'll be out in about a year. Uh, soon after that, we'll have a new all new core vehicle coming to our line. And then soon after that, we'll start having our new electrified vehicles 
uh, based upon our all-new electrified platform. Now, you did show us some video, and you had some concepts uh, in the spaceport when we were there. So the concepts, um, they are absolutely stunning and a bit of a departure from what we'd expect to see a regular car. Well, it, they, all, of it, all three of our concepts are a very thinly disguised version of uh, production cars that are going to be in our shows uh, in, in the very, very near future. And because they are, they do have electrified platforms, uh, you can really open up the interior. You can have completely flat floors, uh, very open, uh, with the batteries being in the floor. You can have a really good center of gravity, so that'll help us with our performance image that we've always had. So it's, uh, it's a really exciting time, and I, I can't stress enough that the concept cars that we have shown, the Q, the QX, and the QS Inspiration Series, those three cars are, again, a very thinly disguised version of product, production cars that you're going to see in our showrooms and within the next three years. Uh, I'm, I am impressed. Also, we got to see some video of uh, maybe a little more of reality. We had to put off, you know, they took our phones, by the way, and they put them in bags and they put locks on the bags so we couldn't get to our phones so nobody could do any cheating. Smart. Um, but that was that was pretty impressive because uh, we got to see those. It's really hard when you get to show us stuff, Kyle, and I'm so excited about it, but I can't say anything. You make it hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that was that was the uh, that was the intent. Uh, but we really did want to show that, you know, we, we do want to begin talking to consumers about, you know, the fact that we we do have this unique new electrified future. And what's not going to change about Infinity is the thing that we've always been. The thing that we started back in November eighth of nineteen eighty nine for is we always meant that we would have bold designs. We would challenge convention with design. We would always have performance. But most of all, we were established as a, as a brand that would always think of the customer first. And, it, and, and that's exactly what we have done. And we, we were the first to have loaner cars, and we were the first to have... Carry on. You got it. <laughs> oh, we, we may have... Uh, but we will always take care of the customer, even through our electrified future. Perfect. All right, Kyle. Well, listen, if you want to find out more about Infinity's cars, of course, it's infinityusa.com. New cars on the way. I can't tell you how excited I am. It was great fun to drive them at the spaceport. Coming up, we've got more cool stuff. We'll talk about SUVs. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Welcome back to the show. I uh, just want to make sure that you send us messages on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can start the conversation. It's all our auto expert. Uh, Jen, it is a pretty interesting time because coming up is the L.A. Auto Show. I know. It's sort of the official beginning to the L.A. Auto Show. It's the beginning, official beginning to the car auto show season. Uh, the four big shows in the United States are L.A., which is sort of happening now. There is the LA Auto Show, followed by Chicago. Used to be Detroit, but Detroit has moved to the summer now. So Chicago is the next one in February. Mm -hmm. um, and then the next big national show is New York, followed by sh June, which is going to be, I think, Detroit is moving to June. Nice. It'll be interesting because it was in the winter. Now Chicago is the only auto show in the winter. Yeah, that's, that's a harsh one. <laughs> 
Strawberry cold. <laughs> yes, I think Suck it was the neg- life out of you. Negative twenty or something like that when we yes. went. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's very cool. um, of course, and our Chicago listeners will be able to. Uh, stay in tune with us as we talk about the Chicago Auto Show. Mm-hmm. We'll be uh, doing a parade of new cars and having a parade of people on the air. So here's the deal, which is kind of interesting. Uh, there is a lot of really cool stuff coming up this week, but um, I also wanted to talk about something that I discovered. Uh, less than $100 a month for an electric car. Yeah, you were telling me about this. So this is a lease that Hyundai have with their Ionic. It's an electric car for under $100 a month, and you have to pay $999 due at signing. This is a pretty insane deal. Electric cars, big and small, anywhere in between, have not really reached uh, many parties because of a lot of times the cost, uh, and they're not really all traditional traditional vehicles. Now, buyers often face higher price tags. Uh, there is also a whole sort of accelerated depreciation factor for electric vehicles they tend to face um, these are just objectives or objects that get in the way of people actually buying them all the makes are leasing their electric cars and they are starting to become fairly attractive which i would all suggest by the way leasing an electric car because the technology is almost outdated every couple of years right um, automakers advertising the 29 Hyundai, uh, 2019 Hyundai Ionic electric lease for $79 a month after a down payment of $999. Now, we spotted incentives in a few markets at dealer websites like this. Uh, you'll have to check them. Uh, one I found was in North Carolina that offers the applied uh, selected Ionics uh, at that price and also offers state incentives that are able to bring it down that. So this is an MSRP of about $31,245. That's a lot of car for under $100 a month. Uh, now, the price reflected, reflected is for the base Ionic model. Uh, that comes equipped with a 7-inch touchscreen featuring Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, along with heated front cloth seats, a smart keyless entry, and, of course, much more. It's got a lot of features that most buyers shop for. The estimated electric range were with about 124 miles of range, plenty for pretty much everyday driving uh, for those people getting to and from work. You can juice it up overnight. T- uh, 28 kilowatt hour battery. Uh, it also accepts the DC fast charging too, so you can take it to a public charging station. The Iconic is pretty quick uh, in terms of power. It's single electric motor sends 118 horsepower and 218 pounds-feet of torque to the front wheels only. So if electric car has been in your future, that's a pretty good deal. The question is, Jen, would you ever own an electric car? <laughs> Maybe. Um, I actually did drive this. I think you did, too, at the EV event. Yes. And what were your thoughts? Um, I really like it. Me, uh, too. I, cars, for me, uh, aren't... Um, they need to be SUVs. Let's just put it that way. For me, personally, I have five dogs. I know, and I like the big truck scene, but... But for an electric car, it's not bad. It's it's a great deal. Yeah. Um, I prefer uh, there is an electric SUV, which we're going to talk about in the next segment coming up. Mm. Uh, interesting story of how it got released to the public almost by accident. Uh, the official unveiling is supposed to be tomorrow night, but somebody made some mistakes yes. and we got to see pictures of it early. They came out. So, I heard about um, this. We'll be talking to Mike Cordell in a moment or so about that new vehicle, an all-electric SUV that's going to be unveiled as part of the LA International Auto Show. Uh, that's coming up, plus a bunch of other stuff at the show as well. Also wanted to line out the rest of the show for you. We're going to be talking about the 2020 Lexus G 
GX. Uh, this is uh, Oscar Vasquez is going to join us to talk about this. I am a GX owner. I have it for my five dogs, and I have it because it starts every single time, and I never have to worry about it. It doesn't matter. Mine's a 2016, which is now almost. It was probably built four years ago. Um, up until 2019, the design hadn't changed. I had a 2019 in my driveway, and it looked identical. It you did. Couldn't, you couldn't, couldn't tell, tell the difference. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jerry, Jerry Spahn is going to join us, too, to talk about the Rolls-Royce Cullinan Black Badge plus Anton Woolman. More about that Ford Mark E, which is coming up at the LA Auto Show this week. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. This is America's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on mobile, or smart speaker. This is our auto expert. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with uh, truck girl Jen in the studio. Joining us on the phone, Mike Cordell from uh, the other half of our auto expert. Currently in uh, Tennessee. Is it cold in Tennessee right now, Mike? It, it's cold. It's uh, for a Californian that recently relocated it's cold and i had to go upgrade all my apparel to beanies and carhartt jackets oh you probably look just the part right now to just uh, a, a can of to- chewing tobacco and you're right in with the locals um is the probably I'm early the probably early. The- i've got a beard <laughs> do, do you have brown leather interior too <laughs> I do. Yeah. Amazing. jen thinks that brown leather interior is for people who are country folk I didn't just necessarily say that. <laughs> uh, the, probably the only person that loves the temperature in Tennessee right now is your dog, right? He is in and out of the lake as much as he can. We back right up to Old Hickory Lake. Even sounds good, right? Just say Old Hickory Lake and you feel like <laughs> you should be chewing tobacco with brown interior on the inside of your Ford <laughs> That's funny. Uh, coming up, the LA Auto Show, Mike. Uh, you and I will be there doing live TV for the whole week. Uh, there are quite a few interesting pieces of news coming out of LA. But the story about uh, Ford's Mark E accidentally being shown early is probably the one story that's grabbing the headlines this early into the show. Oops. <laughs> yeah, I, I did it again. Um, Yeah, yesterday we started to see Ford posting all over social because somebody had released information and images on it. Thursday, we're going to be on site actually uh, showing off that new Ford Mach-E, which is, you know, their just new electronic powertrain that they're going to be, you know, really moving. As as you know, Ford, you know, a year ago did away with almost all of its passenger car vehicles with the exception of of the Mustang and... uh, I think the Focus. The Focus is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So uh, they kept the Focus and... So they're moving to this this electric powertrain. Uh, you obviously heard their announcement last year that they're partnering with Rivian. So this isn't a Rivian powertrain, but they are moving in that direction of more electric vehicles. Uh, so the Mach-E, I know that we'll find out more about it tomorrow night when it gets released to the public. The things I've heard about it already is uh, it has a huge screen on the inside, uh, bigger than any other car company has out there. But the one thing that makes me smile is the interior supposedly is vegan. Uh, <laughs> chewing on the inside of the car. We'll have uh, we'll have more about that uh, coming up. The pictures are online if you want to go see it, though. Um, and quite a lot of the information has been released. Uh, obviously, Ford released some of the information. So is that when the battery runs out and you don't have a charge, you can eat your seats or I what? Yeah, if you're stuck Wait, in the middle of the Don't y'all, don't, don't y'all, and by the way, using y'all and right <laughs> Tennessee playing, but... We started the conversation out with leather, chewing tobacco, living in the country, and beard. And then you went to what makes you happy about the car is that it's going to have a vegan interior. I just um, think it's I mean, funny. 
It's when you relate the interior of a car to something that's edible. Because usually, I mean, you wouldn't say it has a beef. If it has leather on the inside, you wouldn't say it has a beef product interior, (laughs) would you? You'd say it has leather. So you would probably say instead of saying it has a vegan interior, which is what apparently Ford is saying about the interior of the car, you'd probably say it has a plant-based interior, which I think is a better way of putting it. Just Uh, using the word vegan is... Uh, how do you know? Marketing Have you eaten people. it? Right. <laughs> it's marketing speak. It's all this marketing stuff. At the end of the day, you look at almost all cars on the market. What inside, other than the seats and perhaps the steering wheel, could potentially be leather, right? I mean, they've been using faux leather and alicantin, like all this other stuff. And, you know, I just marketing speak. I want to know how fast the car goes. Does it look cool? Exactly. Do I feel awesome when I sit on the inside <laughs> of it? If it meets those three criteria, I'm good. It could be made out of chewing tobacco. I don't care. I agree with you. Look good, feel good, and when I sit in it, I forget about the woes of my day. Right. That's that's the idea. Um, There is a lot of, I guess, a lot of vehicles being introduced, uh, including, uh, it seems like Hyundai have a bunch of stuff coming up, too. You know, Hyundai has been on a just incredible, and I'm going to use the word rampage. They probably wouldn't like me to use it. They'd probably prefer something from a marketing speak standpoint, like, traversing the world with dominating vehicles that are thriving in a culturally diverse market. But they're on a rampage, right? They are launching SUVs left and right. They will have a new uh, sustainable vehicle on site as well. I'll be there pre-auto show on Tuesday taking a look at that. And from what I understand, they will have a pretty high prolific celebrity uh, showcasing that vehicle. Is that you? We're going to learn a little... Uh, no. <laughs> I got a beard. I got a beard, and I live in Tennessee. I've been okay. I've been kicked out of the industry. Um, yeah, but there's but lots. Yeah, of... it's gonna be cool. Wolf Blitzer it's has a be beard cool because say it again. Wolf Blitzer has a beard. Yeah, but it's salt and pepper. Mine's more like not sure if it wants to be chewing tobacco or salt and pepper. Like, oh. it's just in that weird. I'm not that weird cross. I'm not sitting next to you at dinner, I can tell you. I'm not sure Are if my di- about my beard the whole time? Yeah. By the way, the beard's coming off. I just want everybody to know that it's coming off today. Yeah, I'm gonna clean up. I'm gonna get I'm gonna look pretty for LA. Are you gonna take it all off? Uh no. Okay. All right, let's get back to cars because that's what the show's about. Yeah, please. Um, um so all right, so Hyundai will also, and I, I know we're going to get the opportunity to drive this at some point, the Hyundai Elantra GT-N line. Uh, the, uh, the GT was a big hit for them. The N line was a big hit for them when they brought out the Veloster N, and now Veloster. they're doing a Elantra uh, GT-N N line, I guess, which is sort of an N light. Uh, they're going to show that off at the show. They are, and what I really like about the Hyundai brand is that it used to be a brand that people would think from a secondary standpoint of vehicle purchasing, and now they're top of mind with the Hyundai Palisade coming out, and of course it's Little or Big Brother, whichever way you want to define it, the Kia Telluride. They're now integrating into these vehicles performance. So you look at the Kia Stinger, it's all about performance, it's German-inspired. You look at the Blaster N, and it's all about 0-60, to it's all about how it how it feels and drives on a track and they're doing that with their n-line version so you'll see an elantra uh gt with with that n badge on it and it's going to be it's going to be pretty amazing 
So let's run down some of the vehicles that will be at the show. Of course, uh, Audi's S8, the new one, will debut. The BMW 330e X-Drive. So it's the electric version of the 330. Also, their X3 uh, electric uh, version or plug-in electric version. Um, Honda will show their CRV hybrid. And then Hyundai are listed as showing this hybrid SUV concept. Do you think that's a Palisade hybrid? I, I think it's going to be smaller. I think, uh, well, it's really hard to, it's hard to say, you know, they're really tight lipped on it. It could potentially be the Palisade, but it just hit the market. So with it just hitting the market, you'd think they would want to chaperone sales around that vehicle for at least a year. Right. And then, you know, and then transition on. So I, I don't know, uh, what it will be, but I could see it being uh, a smaller Hyundai SUV with a hybrid powertrain to, to get it going. Um, there is a new BMW 2 Series Grand Coupe, which I'm glad to say I've, I drove in Germany last year, which was under wraps at that point. We weren't allowed to talk about it, but uh, it's an amazing vehicle. The 2 Series is doing really well for them, a smallest one. Uh, a, two new Subaru debuts, no idea what they are. Um, any thoughts that the, maybe one of them is the WRX STI, since uh, that vehicle is the last one in the new Impreza platform, on the new platform that hasn't been refreshed? So Subaru, out of all automakers, continues to show a major uptick in both brand identity and sales. And that's pretty pretty amazing given the current market. Um, traditionally more of a lower volume automaker. Uh, so I would expect to see some form of a performance-based vehicle coming out in the STI kind of uh, hi-hat, if you will, right. performance-based vehicle that, that consumers can get their arms around as the brand continues to move towards bigger SUVs, uh, having an STI uh, in the fleet will bring in their current WRX STI owners. Yeah, I think the, the current STI, the current WRX is on the last platform, so they still need to move this to the new platform. Something we saw in Japan was Mazda's CX-30, which is basically what, you know, their CX-3, which is their small SUV. This is the, the sort of slot-in of the lineup of that small SUV. That's correct, and I'll drive that the first week of December in San Diego uh, and get a chance to, to really get behind the wheel and see what that vehicle's all about. But, you know, Mazda this week, um, it was just announced that Mazda is ranked number two for uh, quality um, and reliability with their vehicles, which is something that is uh, great for Mazda to hang their hat on. Uh, again, another smaller volume automaker, but building really cool cars and always working to move back to that soul of a sports car with their Zoom Zoom campaign from you know yesterday really cool vehicle can't wait to see the cf30 uh, lexus have a new debut which um i already know what it is and i don't talk about it because i'm not sure we're supposed to <laughs> but let's just say uh take a top off lexus that's all i can say um i drove the i, I drove the lexus uh, rc 350 all-wheel drive in denver four days ago yeah and i just cannot get over the quality and the luxurious feel combined with overall performance that Lexus and obviously parent company Toyota put into their vehicles. Uh, it's, it's impressive. And whatever they come out with, you can guarantee it's going to be cool. Um, there's going to be obviously a whole bunch of uh, debuts from 
uh, Hyundai, and then BMW have a bunch of debuts, which include their M8, which I know we're covering on the Fox Sports Show, and their M2CS, which is uh, their competition sport version of the M2. That is the one car that all my friends uh, are looking for because it's the one kind of cool, small, manual, affordable uh, performance car that everybody wants. But the one car that's getting huge amounts of uh publicity, I guess, is the Audi RS6 Avant. Uh, um, the Avant, of course, is the wagon, and the 6 series, of course, uh, I guess they're family-sized car, but the RS6 Avant is basically a sports wagon which really has some get-up-and-go, and it's getting huge amounts of attention from people. Um, remember the Tennessee beard part? Um, I'm not a wagon guy. It's hard to get me into the wagon world. Um, but the DNA of an Audi will always set it apart. The DNA of a BMW will always set it apart. The vehicles are always fun to drive. They have great features on the interior. And it's always based on raw performance first, luxury second. So... Whatever Audi and BMW with their own series bring to the show, you can guarantee there'll be top, there'll be vehicles that people talk about as they are at the show and leave the show. Yeah, the uh, Audis tend to get a lot of attention. There's also uh, new debuts from Infinity. There's new debuts from VW. We're going to see um, a whole bunch of cars, including Alfa Romeo, which has a brand new interior. Uh, two of their vehicles. Uh, they have the Audi e-tron Sportsback. Uh, there is the new Bollinger B1 sports utility truck and the B2 pickup truck. Seems to be going the same way as Rivian. And some s- new stuff from Mini. Uh, as well as new stuff from Fiat. It's going to be a busy week, Mike. I guess we're going to see you in a couple of days in L.A. for some motoring fun. Did you notice most of the journalists arrived yesterday and you and I are, are you're arriving today and I'm, I'm not getting in until tomorrow. You notice how we did that on purpose? Yeah, because we're lazy we, and we, we, we know sleep. it all. No, because I need you we here. Need <laughs> oh, yeah, there's that whole radio show thing. There's a radio show. Before we head to L.A. Mike Cadell, you can read all of his stuff, see his videos. Great Ford GT500 video at our auto expert. More to come on the show. Stand by. We'll be right back. You're listening to the R Auto Expert Podcast. Welcome back to the show. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. This is America's Car Radio Show. Catch up with previous episodes of the show at our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can also see some of our videos, read the stories, and uh, find out about your next ride and find out what's going to be in your driveway in the future. The place to go, of course, is ourautoexpert.com. Well, you already know that I'm a big fan of the Lexus GX. Uh, I happen to own one. I got a great deal on one and it's what I transport my five dogs around with but it's so much more than a dog transportation vehicle and for 2020 it gets refreshed uh, special uh, new bits and pieces and this real mainstay of a car or an SUV keeps going. Interestingly enough introduced into the US as the GX 470 in 2002 uh, subsequently became really part of the Lexus lineup and uh, it is known as the Grand 
uh, the Grand Crossover. That's what GX stands for. Didn't know that until I did a little research today. Uh, joining us on the phone, Oscar Vasquez from uh, the Toyota family of vehicles. Uh, this new 2020, Oscar, is has got some good changes for it and some things that customers have been asking for, right? Absolutely, yeah. Thank you for um, having me on your show. And uh, we're really excited about the GX. And it's really just evolved and like you said there's some nice enhancement we have for 20 model year which came out um and arrived at the dealers right around september so the dealer should have good stock of the vehicle so you can actually see it in person uh the so tell us what's new on the exterior i i did see the vehicle in costa rica uh, a little while mm-hmm. ago this summer and, and it, it has some noticeable changes i recently had a 2019 in the driveway next to my 2016 and they look identical but the 20 has got some changes on the outside yeah absolutely so we started with the front end so you'll notice a lot of changes in the grill area so we made some nice enhancements there really updated the grill and then the headlamps have also been updated. So we have standard triple beam headlamps with the DRL that's embedded within the headlamp unit. So it gives it a nice clean look. And then from the side, uh, we added some new wheels, which gives it a fresh look. And then from the rear, we just made some minor changes to give it some new enhanced look. Uh, and it looks refreshed when you see about it. See it, but on the inside, you gave it quite a quite a lot of changes, didn't you? Yes, we did. So we added some new interior colors, and we really uh, just updated the interior. Some nice enhancements, um, some new wood trim we added. So um, that has also been um, done. Plus, we heard that um, our customer needed some more USBs, so we added two additional USBs, which brings the count up to four. And then on top of all that, uh, we standardized Lexus Safety System Plus, which we're really proud of. So now the full uh, Lexus lineup has Lexus Safety System Plus, which is a suite of safety systems uh, that uh, supports our drivers. A little bit of a technology update as well. Uh, although you've kept it refreshed, the technology has always been sort of, the software has always been updated. You gave this quite a jump in a uh, technology update as well. Yeah, we did. We, we updated the technology, so you'll see some nice uh, enhancements there. Um, with the interior and the exterior and then we also added the uh, panoramic view monitor uh, which is available uh, which gives uh, the driver a good view of what's going on around them so this vehicle is really built for really on-road and off-road as you were saying yeah one of the things that i don't think people do with it uh, is take it off-road very much i mean i know that those of us that uh, always want an all-wheel drive or four-wheel drive vehicle in North America. Less than half a percent of us actually take it off-road, which unfortunate because uh, the GX has been created as very off-road capable, hasn't it? Yes, it has. So this is a true off-road vehicle, so with a four-wheel, all-wheel drive um, all the time. So this vehicle has a a lot of um, technology to really support off-road driving. So it gives you a luxury feel, even when you're on a bumpy road or when you really want to go off-road with this vehicle. This vehicle really delivers. uh, GX really delivers on making sure that you're comfortable and safe. So either off-road and on-road. So it really gives you uh, the best of both worlds. So it gives you that off-road experience um, if you want, you know, if you have that... um, 
available to you as well as driving it on road. It gives you a nice drive uh, when you're on the road. I think one of the things that's always impressed me so much with this vehicle is that almost anybody can jump on the inside and work anything out very quickly. Uh, the uh, controls are very simple to use and very intuitive. Uh, I've lent the vehicle, my personal vehicle, several times to people who wanted to move homes, and uh, it's worked out extremely well for them. Plus, the GX, of course, uh, in my version, the 2016, has that third row in the back. Uh, Does it continue to have the third row available? It does. Uh, We uh, so we standardize the third row in the GXO. Uh, The GX come with third row uh, as a standard, so that's able to seat um, up to seven. Seven passengers, yeah. yeah. I uh, I actually have the dog cage in the back of mine, so uh, yeah. I can't put the back seats up. But I do find that they're, you know, it's the perfect size for them too. The one of the things I love, and I don't know if you kept it the same for 2020, is the fact that the tailgate opens to the side instead of up. In the 2020, does it open up now, or is it still to the side? Still to the side. Yeah, that's it's a favorite thing for me as well when you do that because uh, when you open it up, I always have to put my hands underneath to make sure that mm-hmm. a dog doesn't kind of sneak out. <laughs> when you open it from the side, you can actually put your body in, in, in the way of as you open the door. And any dog that wants to rush just rushes straight into my chest. So that's kind yeah. of fun. Uh, well, let's talk about final thing before we take a break. Uh, Oscar, let's talk about pricing. Where does it start and where does it go to? It starts at $53,000, so that's very close to where we were for 19 model year with uh, more standard features like LSS Plus. Um, so we've included those things, and we're starting right around 53000 We're starting right at $53,000, and we go up to uh, one of our luxury uh, grades that starts about $64,000. $64,000. I love it. All right, uh, Oscar from uh, Lexus and Toyota. Uh, Oscar Vasquez, thank you for checking in with us today the lexus gx is available for test drive at your local lexus dealer you can go check it out i love mine we'll always have one starts every time and will do for a long time in the future coming up more cool stuff including rolls royce on our auto expert you're listening to our auto expert Uh, Welcome back to the show. We have been talking about L.A., and you can catch up on previous episodes of the show on our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear past shows, see our automotive videos, and read insider stories uh, about our next ride. You can find it all at ourautoexpert.com. Of course, we also have all the social media channels. You can see all our videos on the website. You can check out the latest car news on Facebook, Our Auto Expert, on Twitter, our auto expert or myself and on instagram our auto expert start a conversation with us because we're always happy to help introduce you to someone and can do you a better deal on a car somebody to help you uh, buy a car etc 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 la auto show just uh, um, ongoing as it were one of the things that kind of got me excited is uh, dodge will have 50 challengers out at automobility which is kind of the technology show that starts uh, the go goes before the LA Auto Show. Uh, that is going to be quite a sight, especially if you like something with a little bit of vroom, get up and going, get up and go. Uh, there'll also be new introduced vehicles. We've been talking a little bit about the Ford Mach-E, M-A-C-H, Mach-E, uh, which is the new vehicle. If you haven't heard the story about that Ford, uh, one of the cool things that happened with it was uh, this: the pictures got leaked early. So Ford, have, of course, have been building out their website so on the release of the vehicle they could just hit a button and it would be 
live on all the websites. People would go in and pre-order, could put their $500 down and get one. Uh, here's the interesting thing. They built out these websites on one of their fan websites. They didn't put enough security on them, and a fan accidentally, I guess, from randomly typing in uh, ideas of pages that may exist, found it. Uh, they screenshotted it, and then they started sending out pictures of those screenshots. And those screenshots started to appear on auto media outlets around the country. Uh, a lot of us are a little disturbed by it because we get all this information um, early um, from automakers on the agreement um, that we will not post that information uh, early and you will be able to see the pictures. We post it on the date that we've agreed to let everybody see uh, the information. However, that information uh, got snuck out and now it's kind of out there in the world. Uh, hence, Ford went ahead and released all of the pictures themselves um, and started to talk about it. So we know from those pictures, if that information is correct, that, and again, I haven't seen any other information apart from this, uh, that it will start somewhere in the $40,000 range. We also know that uh, you can get somewhere between uh, 230 and 300 miles on a single uh, charge. It has a mid-five seconds uh, 0 to 60 range on certain models, which I believe is the one that will be released. The G There's going to be a GT version that comes 2021. We're going to see more about that, read more about that. Uh, it's also are going to have 18-inch uh, wheels, rear wheel or all-wheel drive. That's all that we know about that so far. Uh, there's going to, I think, be a lot of safety systems on it. Uh, it's going to be the good Ford quality. The pictures tell a completely different story. They've been released by Ford. Six new photos. It does have the Mustang rear end. Uh, have you seen the rear end, Jen? <laughs> do you want to look at it here? Look at my screen. Yeah, I actually got to see all the pictures. Our a good friend of ours, Joel Fetter, uh, actually posted all the pictures online for us the other day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the back end is very Mustang. It's got the Mustang lights. Uh, a little bit of a different, of course, much taller since this is an SUV. Uh, I've heard from people that have already seen the vehicle that it's uh, if it looks much better in person than it does in photographs. The front end sort of interested me. It looks, again, just like a Mustang, I have to tell you, uh, not much change from uh, from the Mustang, except it's much taller, uh, but it doesn't have a grill, being an electric vehicle. Right. So we've seen that in this vehicle. It does have a lower intake balance, or lower grill, which is probably to keep the brakes cool as well. Would you own one? Okay. Maybe. No. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe no. Maybe no. Um, what about a maybe yes? No. I, first of all, I'd have to actually see it and drive it before I made any kind of decisions. Um, but you know me in electric vehicles. I like my V8s. I'm going to put a $500 down. You're going to do it? Yeah, just put it down. Why? I don't have to buy it, do I? <laughs> if I put $500 down, they usually give you your money back if you back out. Yeah, but wouldn't you want to drive it first? But I'd probably drive it before I'll be able to order it. Okay. Anyways, I don't know. I like the look of the front. Uh, original screenshots, by the way, were posted by Jalopnik. Who's surprised about that? <laughs> They're the ones that break all the rules. I know. Uh, but the interior, uh, boy, the original pictures of the interior. It, I think it's that looks like a 15, 14, 15 inch interior screen. That is pretty uh, unbelievable. Yeah, that'd be impressive. I like how the little uh, pony lights up in the center. The GT is going to start around $60,000, and we know that the first edition is going to be about fifty-nine, just under $60,000, 270 I don't know which I'd want. 
I don't know which one I'd want. Hmm. I kind of like it, though. Yep. Well, you'll have to let us know next week on how it actually was at L.A. I have a uh, Toyota Supra at my house right now, and I really wanted to drive it and I wanted to own it. And I so I think you look at me like you're turning your nose up, like I'm your child and I'm doing something. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh-uh. Um, Toyota Supra at my house right now. I really wanted to own one. So I gave my spouse the keys and said, you know, take it to work for a couple Great. of days. Uh, I, this is funny because my spouse doesn't know I know this. So I left for the airport Mm -hmm. and found out my spouse came home, put it back in the driveway and took our our mini to work. (laughs) (laughs) Did not like it. Uh, It's a nice vehicle. I love the Supra. I really want to own one. But I guess that's the being, I just got shut down. Did you see that? I got shut down. I'm not having one. Uh, Well... I don't know. The minis are your kind of thing. I don't I know. I mean, I like I have minis. I have Lexus. I have Nissans. Uh, you know, I I would like a... Well, and we drove the Subaru today. I'd like a Sequoia. I like the Toyota Sequoia a lot, too. I'd like to own one of those. Okay. Uh, but, uh, you know, there again. I don't know. I don't know if I'm allowed to. We're just... We have so many the different... The only things that I'm allowed to buy now without getting into trouble are motorcycles... No, and that's it. No, you got in trouble for that, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. but sort of not. I, you know why I got into trouble about the motorcycle? It wasn't because I bought a new motorcycle. I bought a new uh, Honda Rebel. It's that uh, you already had three? Yeah, I already had two. <laughs> and it's the garage space. It always comes down to the garage space. Okay, well, maybe you guys should expand. What do you think uh, about that? Yeah. You've met my spouse? Yes. All right, there you go. <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> it's like, it's always a battle. It's a battle. But now you I just... can help you win that. Oh, you just did, didn't you? I can help you win that on a few things. Oh, really? Yeah. You need a programming room up above. Uh, see, see if you expand that, that it. Expanding. You can have no. a loft. No, no my for the my, programming computer no, area. Not Jen, no, it's not gonna work. We'll see. How do I get more cars? Oh my gosh, you have enough cars. (laughs) I want to buy one of those uh, new Mercedes Grand Coupes, the two series Grand Coupe next year. Really? And and can I get? Can you get me the four C Spider Italia too while you're at it? No, it doesn't have uh, power steering in that vehicle. So when you perfect for me size wise. Oh my god, goodness! Uh, You try to (laughs) try to park that. I have. I've driven one in a parking lot of like a diner where they're tight spaces. It's a small vehicle. It's not. It's really wide. It is, but. Try and put it in a parking space without power steering. I had no problem. Your triceps would hurt for a month. I drove it. The only issue was backing up because it's hard to see. Of course you should have it. If you can't pick it up, I mean, you know, just just go forward all the time. No, I'm just saying because the the height. Never mind. I really like this vehicle. Oh, because you can't see over the windshield. (laughs) (laughs) I can see over the windshield. Did they have a fix for that? A really good fix that you should probably do in all of your vehicles. I already sit on pillows. Booster seat. No, I already sit on pillows. Just get a booster seat. That's stupid. (laughs) See me. Oh, wait. Oh, I love it. Going up to a date or whatever. Excuse me, I need to unbuckle my (laughs) booster seat. (laughs) Wait. Wait. First of all, why isn't the date driving you? First of all. First of all. Are we running out of time? We just have to extend it. First of all. Your date should be driving you. Mm. Second of all, uh, what if I don't? Fords have adjustable pedals. 
Oh, Jesus. So you still have a booster seat. Never know. Get a custom seat put in. And ready for commercial day. Anton Woolman joining <laughs> us to talk about the new Ford Marquee. That's coming up. You're listening to the R Auto Expert Podcast. Welcome back to the show. If you just joined us, of course, you know this is locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest and the southeast. This is America's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on mobile, or on smart speaker. This is our auto expert. I'm your host, Nick Miles, with Truck Girl Jen. Um, Jen, I found a really cool list of the 14 best cars for short people online. <laughs> And so I just quickly want to read and okay, see if you Okay, what's would the height, the requirements that they under went five, off Five foot and under, which is you, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, you wish you were taller? No, okay. I don't. Um, all right. Here's, I'll get that. Shall I yeah, get it? Uh, yeah. Your phone ringing? Yeah, I do. Uh, okay, here they are. Are you ready? Yes. Uh, going from the bottom up. Okay. A Kia Soul. Would, mm. you, would you drive these? I, yes it, or no? Mm. Kia Nero. Mm. Kia Nero, uh, yeah, okay. That's an Ford Flex. Do you want to shut the door so we can't hear Jordan talking? No, no, <laughs> I don't like the Ford Flex. It's too big. Okay, uh, BMW 5 Series. Uh, yeah, BMW 5 Series. Would you drive that? Yes. Okay. Uh, Acura MDX. Driven it. Okay. okay. Mercedes-Benz S-Class. You better say yes. <laughs> um, sure. The yes, Me- of course. The Megan Special. Honda Odyssey minivan. Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, B- did I say that online? <laughs> <laughs> BMW 7 Series. <laughs> yes. Uh, I've driven uh, one of those, too. Acura RA- RLX. Drove one of those. X- Would you own it? That was the oh. question. For short people. Best cars no. for short people. No. Uh, Volvo XC90. XC90. Yes. The big, the big Volvo yes. SUV. I love that vehicle. Uh, Subaru Outback. No. Lexus ES. Yes. Uh, Honda Acura. Yes. Sorry, Honda Accord, not Akira. Honda Accord. Yeah, I, I like okay. those. And Subaru Forester is the number one. Mm, has to be the, what is it, the ST edition? The- you can have any edition you want. <laughs> Subaru Forester it is. Cars for short people under five feet. All right, welcome to the show, Anton Warman. He is our independent analyst and investor. Anton is going to be at the LA International Auto Show, I hope. Uh, Anton, uh, we have seen all the leaked pictures, and we've been talking about it. Uh, the new Ford Mark E. Is this going to be a huge toe-dipping exercise for Ford into the electric car market? It seems like they've done their homework on this thing in a variety of ways. I think that the day's price, if the leaks are correct, the ones that were published widely on the Internet here just in the last day or so, are correct. That would basically mean 43 something thousand dollars before the $7,500 federal tax credit that you would get. And at the time that this car hits the market, no Tesla under current law would be eligible for that $7,500 tax credit or any part thereof. So you have to realize that when you look at this price, which is essentially similar to the price that Tesla is said to be asking for the Model Y, the Ford will have a built-in $7,000 or so price advantage versus the Tesla, all other things equal. And it looks like the car is indeed, in most other vital aspects, all other things equal indeed. Uh, let's talk about that. That uh, so it's two hundred thousand cars. I think it is. Uh, they get to do any brand gets to do. Ford have already had a Focus. I think electric. So do they? They have just slightly shy of two hundred thousand of these. They can sell getting the seventy five hundred dollar tax credit. Is that correct? 
Not quite, unfortunately. What it is is that the 200,000 point is the moment at which the phase down period begins. Okay. So let's say that you hit 200,000 on July 1st, which is what Tesla did, they claim, on July 1st of 2018. That means that that entire quarter plus the quarter after that, an automaker can sell as many as they want. Literally, they could sell millions, not that they actually would, but they could sell an unlimited number fully eligible for the $7,500. And then the two quarters after that, it uh, phases down to thirty-seven fifty, And then the quarter to two quarters after that, it's eighteen seventy-five, and Tesla is now in their very last quarter of that final stub, which is eighteen seventy-five. But if you look at the number of cars that they sold after they hit two hundred thousand, it is a very large number that is almost as large as the first two hundred thousand that they got because that's when they hit the volume shipment. So two hundred thousand is the headline number that is not quite accurate. All right. Well, uh, we're looking forward to uh, finding out exactly how many people are going to be interested in this vehicle. Uh, the leaked pictures do show some very interesting figures that we're going to get to talk about in just a moment or so, including uh, some of the performance numbers, but uh, also want to talk with you. I heard a rumor that the interior of this vehicle is vegan as well. So we want to talk a little bit about that and whether that's important to the buyer. Plus, we're going to get a chance to talk about Daimler's profits. Uh, are they going to collapse over the next couple of years bmw uh, is confirming their four series grand coupe plus china's ev sales collapsed in october we'll talk all about that coming up on our auto expert with anton warmer you're listening to our auto expert Anton Warman on the phone with us. We're talking about what you're going to see at the LA International Auto Show. You can uh, read his stuff at Seeking Alpha and The Street. By the way, um, I sat next to some gentleman who was the head of PR of Chevron on airplane to Chicago the other day. And uh, he, uh, he wanted to know who had the biggest insider info on the electric car industry. And so I... I punched it into his computer for you for him so he could read all your articles at uh, seeking alpha so just if your views go up by the way anton just thank me later because uh i will do i will send a certified check uh, to your benefit excellent all right we're talking about the new ford mark e which is their first electric vehicle which is going to be released at the la international auto show uh tonight uh, tomorrow night i believe is the official uh, embargo lifts uh, i heard a rumor that it had a vegan interior does, do, do buyers care about the vegan interior of a vehicle? Yeah, apparently Ford buyers have a tendency to eat their interiors, uh, whether <laughs> them or their dogs. Uh, there are even rumors that there are people in this world who own multiple dogs. I don't know if you know anybody of those people. But, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, yeah, so apparently, apparently people are now eating either their interiors or their dogs. Maybe their dogs are eating their interiors, but... For God's sake, these things have to be vegan now for some reason. So I guess uh, Ford is jumping on the bandwagon. A few other automakers have come out with new cars that offer at least this option. Tesla is one of them, but there are other automakers as well that have versions of this. You can order, for example, a textile interior from the Jaguar and Range Rover these days. And I'm sure there are many others as well that, uh, that offer this uh, as an option. I think when you refer to the interior of a car, if it has leather in, you don't say it has a beef interior, do you? So I think referring to it as a vegan versus a plant-based interior is a strange PR terminology. 
Is it marketing speed? It's a little odd indeed, for sure. And uh, I have full confidence that the people who actually uh, go for those things never wear leather shoes, for example. That would just <laughs> right. never happen, would it? That, is, that would be inconceivable. Now, consider the fact that Mercedes has had for approximately half a century now their uh, vinyl, they call it MB text, I call it vinyl, uh, is essentially a uh, non-real leather interior that they've been offering very successfully since uh, you and I were just little kids. So, uh, and a lot of people go in, hop into a Mercedes these days and they said, oh, what a nice leather interior. Well, it turns out it is actually not leather. It is vinyl. Oh, I'm sorry. It's called MB text, but people love it. So I certainly am not opposed to it at all. And a lot of people that are testing these interiors do conclude that these non-leather interiors actually last better than real leather interiors. So fake leather, uh, call it uh, vinyl, call it MB text, call it vegan, call it something else, could actually have uh, uh, great benefits that have nothing to do with uh, any uh, political, ideological type of statement whatsoever. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this vehicle. Where is it going to be made and uh, whether you think it's going to... Where, where does it end up on the business scale for Ford? So moving our, uh, our heads out of the consumer market into the business side, how many are they going to make a year? They're asking for a $500 uh, deposit, which I think I'm going to make just because. Uh, how many are they going to make? And I understand Mexico is is the idea of where it's going to be made. That's right. So uh, in terms of the, n- the number that they're going to make and sell, this is determined by the same kind of formula that is facing essentially all automakers of any meaningful size these days, and that is that there are mandates, particularly in Europe, but in uh, uh, certain cases, uh, both the U.S. as a whole, as well as the few states that adhere to California's uh, mandates as well, and for that matter, in China. These mandates essentially use different types of formulas to determine uh, various uh, classifications of how many electric cars must be sold or uh, achieved by some other means in terms of getting to a certain uh, amount of CO2 that is emitted. So uh, whether it's Ford or Mercedes or any other brand, uh, they simply are forced to sell a certain number of units based on a very, very complicated formula uh, that will get them to a point where they don't get fined thousands and thousands of dollars per car. And obviously, this costs each automakers an enormous fortune to do this because they're essentially trying to sell the consumer something that the consumer would not voluntarily have purchased at the price where they normally would have to uh, set in order to cover their cost. And that's what's generating all of these enormous losses. And Mercedes, of course, uh, the parent company is called Daimler, uh, just announced that their profits for 2020 and 2021 were going to be very significantly impacted by the fact that they're essentially going to have to subsidize uh, enormous quantities of these electric cars or otherwise they're going to be fine. Um, let's talk about that because is it better to pay the fine and avoid this altogether? Or, I mean, you, you know, when you talk about bean counters and the guy sitting there looking at different columns on an Excel, Excel spreadsheet, does it make sense more to lose money on the fine or does it make sense to lose money on the sale of a car? Well, so first of all, the idea is that the fine is high enough whereby it shouldn't pay to just have to pay the fine. On the other hand, you could say even if you could calculate that, oh, yeah, we, we will probably lose a little bit less money by paying the fine, at least the fine, if you're paying the fine or if you're you know buying these credits from some other automakers that have them available, um, that's a known loss. But if you actually invest in making these cars, 
then maybe, just maybe, there's an upside case, case that you might get lucky. Meaning, in other words, maybe consumer preferences just suddenly shift and that consumers do become more interested in these vehicles and you don't have to take quite as big a loss as you had first conceived, then maybe you, you're going to get out of this thing with a reduced loss than, than the worst case scenario that you had in mind when you reset this planning period many, many years ago. So therefore, even if you think that maybe uh, you might lose a little bit more by, by, by uh, making the cars instead of paying the fine, uh, you might still make the cars. That's the idea here. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, Mercedes and their light number of uh, vehicles, which may be uh, subsidizable. Uh, that is just really the EQC for now. For now, it is only the EQC, right? And the EQC was introduced, as you know, earlier this year. And the company said that they were going to start delivering them around the middle of the year to a couple of countries in Europe, Germany and surrounding. And uh, technically, they delivered a few, but... We're talking a couple of hundred cars, so there are a few hundred cars. It's so little that it's ridiculous. Basically, these are glorified dealer demos, and a handful of customers got their hands on them. The reality is that these quotas in Europe for electric cars really didn't take into effect on January 1st. And as an automaker, what are you going to do? Are you going to deliver these cars now in 2019 uh, when they don't count against your quota? Or are you going to wait till January 1st? Well, surprise, surprise, Mercedes, like just like all the other regular automakers are waiting till January 1st to, to deliver these cars because otherwise they'll be losing out on the economic benefit of, of delivering them. The only companies where this doesn't matter are the cars that only sell electric cars and don't have to meet these quotas. The most notable of them, of course, is Tesla, which is why Tesla is more than happy to right now deliver every single car that they can manufacture and sell in Europe right away without delay. So between, you know, now and the end of the year, or for that matter, starting a few months ago, um, Tesla is certainly taking a lot of um, a market share in the European arena for that specific reason, almost all of which goes away on January 1st. BMW uh, confirmed that they will be making the i4, which is the 4 Series Grand Coupe. Well, thinking 4 Series Grand Coupe, but electric with a 300-mile range. Is this basically the luxury version of the EQC uh, or a, a version of the EQC under the BMW um, symbol and a, a luxury version of the Marquee, same sort of size, same sort of shape? Well, it's the real lower car, right? So you can think of it as... Uh kind of something more akin to their direct competitor to the Tesla Model 3. Uh, what they did now is, is this week is that they, they sort of really reconfirmed that this car will have uh, more than uh, 300 miles of range, and they confirmed some horsepower and other architectural uh, details of the vehicle, and it goes into production at the beginning of 2021 in Germany and will be sold globally. So this will be kind of a mainstream sedan-type product or a sedan with a hatchback. Uh, type product uh, that they um, that they think that uh, essentially effectively replaces their uh, three series sedan in terms of uh, how they're going to combat the all electric market. The three series sedan will continue as a plug in hybrid version. And if you had noted, you will have seen that uh, just a few months ago at the midpoint of the year, uh, BMW brought to market an improved plug in hybrid version of the three series sedan that has actually caught on sales wise in Europe quite nicely. Uh, in the last couple of months, and of course, starting in January 1st, uh, they'll uh, tap uh, that uh, sales ticket uh, a little bit harder yet. 
I almost feel like by 2021, this is going to be so old hat because there are so many companies that are scheduled to come out with their electric cars next year. Yes, absolutely. I mean, really what we're facing is what I call the ketchup bottle effect now, is that we've been waiting and waiting and waiting, hammering on that 57 number on that Heinz ketchup bottle for a few years. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming, and it's all going to just flow out of this ketchup bottle like diarrhea here in just a few months from now. And the first uh, uh, major effect here happens on January 1st when all the automakers are incentivized to sell copious quantities of EVs in Europe. And as we know, throughout the calendar year 2020, so many models come online that will fit these criteria. And then again, we have an almost greater amount coming in 2021 yet. So these are the two years when we see the, the knee of the, uh, of the hockey stick uh, really happening. And so that as we enter 2022, the world will be absolutely crazy filled with EVs. And then the balance becomes what does the consumer want and how much will the government force people to sell and buy these things? Because as we know, so far, the consumer has been generally unwilling to pay the full true cost of these vehicles. Does you know are car companies going to be shocked when nobody's buying their vehicles because there are a hundred available on the market, different models, and in the actual amount of people that are buying fully electric BEV vehicles is not that not that big. Well, the problem is the following, right? The companies are essentially faced with raising the cost of their vehicles by approximately three thousand dollars a piece. That's the average fleet-wide cost of implementing these mandates, that the average price of every vehicle in the market needs to go up by about $3,000. So the consumer didn't just wake up one morning and see, oh my God, I have $3,000 more to spend on a new car this year. Uh, so at some point here, the market is essentially going to have to shrink. The total size of the new vehicle market, non-electric cars and electric cars combined, needs to shrink. That is essentially be determined by law, both in Europe and by a few states in the U.S., led by California. So uh, that essentially going to lead to a reduction in sales volumes and an e economic downturn that is almost sure to happen here uh, over the next year. So this is going to become a, a big economic problem, which may spill into becoming a bit of a political problem. And uh, the ramifications of that are not simply not yet known. Uh, is the government going to step in in the United States and reverse some of those uh, decisions? Because you know, the last thing that they're going to want is a, an automotive uh, industry collapse. Well, you would think that that is one of the possibilities. The problem is that the government, uh, at least uh, the full extent of the U.S. government, has not yet realized, I think, what is facing the industry right now. So the question is, when will this set in? Will it set in in a few months from now, a few more months from now? Typically, these things don't just happen overnight, right? They tend to set in over the course of a few months or a few quarters. And uh, uh, judging exactly the timeline of when that happens will be uh, one of the major parlor games here in the calendar year 2020. Anton Wallman, you can read his stuff at Seeking Alpha or The Street. He is probably the most intelligent and well-informed person on the EV markets around the world, plus many of the new technology information pieces. Thank you for joining us on this week's show. If you would like to find out more, you can catch up with previous episodes of our show at our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all the past shows, see all the automotive videos we do for TV stations and Fox Sports around the country, and get insider car stories on the website ourautoexpert.com more to come in the past weeks and listen to previous episodes at the website and the clouds you've been listening 
to Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles. Find all the show episodes at ourautoexpert.com. Please follow us on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Our Auto Expert. And message us for a quick and witty response. 